Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here at WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 16th of April, 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Uh, spring is here. Dave, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. I, too, have spring. Of course, I've had it for a few months now, so, you know. <laughs> well, we just kind of got ours, and uh, it's nice. And it's nice. For everybody on the East Coast, like, it's nice, eh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Collective smile. It has been a great week. We have a great show this week. We have an incredible guest. I'm really excited. Melissa yeah, me Falk is going to be guest here on Webcology today. She was just made social director of PubCon. Um, but I mean, Melissa has had this, this amazing career. So, and she's a wonderful, beloved character in the community. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Before we get to talk to Melissa, we kind of got to go through some weird stuff that's happening this week in the in the tech world. Where do you want to start, Dave? Oh, pesky tech world. Um, I don't know. There's so many routes. We can we can start with Google. We can end with Google. What do you think? Um, most everything still starts and ends with Google, although that may be changing over time. Um, the French disconnection. Sure. Let's let's start there. Okay, so there's this country in in Europe. It's called France, right? And um, because Google is a monopoly of sorts and uses its power to drive um, searchers towards its own products and services, sort of, and has been doing this for a long, 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 long time, sort of, which you know seems to have gotten all gallic and uh, fed up about all this, has told Google that it's got to hand over the algorithm or uh, else. <laughs> that, 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 I, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but I think that's the gist of the story, eh? Yeah, that, that is the gist of the story. And here's my favorite part of that. Or else what? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, no, seriously, France is a nation state. Google could... could uh, be fined heavily. Um, it could even be, you know, removed, have the right to operate within France removed. But then again, Google seems to be using that as a threat too, doesn't it? Well, you know what? And that's, that's exactly the thing. And I think totally right for them on this one to go, um, no. Well, I mean, hey, I mean, that's, that's just ridiculous. Like, you know, they can't do that. You know that. I know that. All of our listeners know that. France has to know that. Well, like, certainly Google they can't do. hand that over. Yeah, France knows that for sure. Of course, everybody, everybody who has watched Google meander its way through the legal system over the last you know decade and a half knows Google will never reveal its algorithm. Right. And why would they? Well, I don't know because France will, um, you know, do whatever it is France can do to them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, no, which, I mean, which is substantial. France is a nation state. Um, what, like 68 million, uh, probably more consumers. Um, uh, the, uh, France is the home of the French language. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I think I think Google would lose substantially if it lost access to France. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I mean, the the thing is, there's there has to. I guess this is one of the cases where the, you know you go for everything you can get, like any negotiation. You go for a big threat, and then you you settle it at somewhere lower than that. Yeah. Um, but is would the the French public actually ninety percent, give or take, um, is what the market share of of Google is on on search in France? How are the French people going to react if France goes? No, or if Google goes, well, we got to pull out because we can't give you our search algorithm. Like, sorry, we just can't serve France anymore, right? Like, well, I, I see barricades in the streets, you know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, like, they obviously the French people would react quite poorly and quite angrily. But moreover, France is part of a much larger um, congregation of nations, the European Union. So, you know, France's internal policies would have to have an effect on the. 26 member union too, eh? Right. 
Well, that and that is a, a huge consideration. But, but, but um, Dave, as you said earlier, um, everybody, including the French government, knows that Google's not going to give away the algorithm. There's a lot of posturing going on. At the end of the day, I mean, we've, Google's been here before. It's going to find a settlement somewhere before having to give away the algorithm. So the question is, what do the what does the French government want? Um, you know, that's I mean, that's a good question. I'm not really sure what they're trying to get at. I mean, obviously, there are some legitimate and very legitimate um, concerns with some of Google's practices. That's just I mean, that's a given. Um, so, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, all they can really be searching for is is a way to challenge that. Right. And, and to sort of go, yeah, but we are a nation state and you can't just violate our our rules like the, the people inside the EU are, ha- are being governed and businesses inside the EU are being governed by a specific set of rules. Um, you know, uh, completely understandably, um, countries inside or as part of the EU don't want outside corporations being able to operate on a different set. Right? Fair well, enough. I mean, I, I completely mm-hmm. get that. That's unfair business practices. Um, well, and France has its own set of um, rules around monopolies and how large companies with such power have to behave in the marketplace. And let's face it, Google hasn't played pool. You know, it hasn't played by those rules. No, they haven't. But they're going after them for some very odd things. I think in in a lot of in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I mean, they they give and and it's coming up. Well, I, well, you know as as well as I do. Like on on Wednesday, um, you know, the EU laid down some some antitrust laws on on Google as a whole and stuff for the the practice of ranking their own stuff higher. Um, you know, giving themselves a, a pat on the back in in their own algorithm. So I, I decided when I heard that to do a, a little you know pop on over to Majestic. I know you know the tool. I know it. Okay. Our visitors don't. And I just went, okay, well, let's, let's look at how Google actually would fare against some of their competitors. So I just picked one of the Google properties. I picked Google, uh, Google Drive, even one of the newer ones, right? It's got some longstanding competition there. And so I dropped it in there in just a, a quick backlink check, and I put it up against OpenOffice and went, okay. you know what? Who wins? Well, when we've got, like, looking at just um, educational backlinks, 189 for Google, 63 for OpenOffice. Referring IP addresses, 2,300 for Google, 1,300 for OpenOffice. It's not that Google is all the time giving themselves a pat on the back where they shouldn't. It's that Google's stuff has a lot of links and power. Like they don't even have to manipulate things to rank themselves highly. Things like YouTube, Google Drive, these things just rank highly. Because they're operating on the same set of rules that the rest of us are. Um, you know, so I, I think it's a little unfair in some cases for them to do that, um, well, you know, to, to sort of spin it that way. I have, you know what? I, I, I totally see what you're saying. So having Google give away its search algorithm is punitive, but it, it does absolutely nothing to repair how organic search just naturally works. Well, that's it. And I mean, what are you going to do? Take away the the weighting of links? Well, what are you left with? You remember the days before links, Jim. It wasn't a pretty sight. That's which side of the desk you were sitting on, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the links have to be factored in, and the, I mean, it makes sense because when you look, I mean, you look at something like Google Drive, you look at something like Open Office. Both of these are, are powerhouses in the in the sort of spreadsheet document space. Sure. Uh, and you know, Open Office has been around longer than Google Drive. I'm not even referring to Google Docs here. I'm just looking at Drive itself, um, and it's doing. You know, already Google is stronger, so it's it's not. I, I think it's unfair to critique them in the way they're being critiqued now. There's a whole litany of areas we can critique Google on. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, but on this one, I think, no, they're, they're, they just do well because they, they do well. <laughs> and when they succeed, they succeed well. Um, and then they dominate because people like their stuff. Yep. It's, um, and and, and that, that, you know how we often talk about how, like, how copyright law hasn't kept up with the internet? Yeah. Well, in many ways, um, Business and 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 uh, uh, lost the word for a monopoly. Um, like business sort of. and rules that trusts. Sorry, and rules that that govern trusts. They too haven't kept up with the internet, which is like 
um, like instant market reflex, right? The market tells you what it wants over the internet almost instantly. So I, 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 that was quite clever of you to, to do to do the majestic backlink searches on uh, on Google Drive versus Open Office. The consumers speak and give and give Google the power it has. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Now, if they really want to have some fun over in France, and here's what you can do because you're, you're a company or, I mean, you're a country, right? So you can, you can do totally different things. I mean, if they want to really have some fun, um, they could just block Google for like a week and go, this is our just official anti-Google week, right? You've got to try <laughs> another thing. Um, and then actually just let, let their populace get an understanding of, hey, this is what the world looks like without it. Um, you know, is this still going to be your your default search engine? I, I've used Wax of search engines. You've used Wax of search engines. I don't know. We're, we're probably in the three digits number of search engines I've tried in, in my career. When I need to find something, I I go to Google. I, <laughs> I, I've accidentally defaulted on my phone a few times because I, I usually use Chrome, but I'll use Firefox. And it's like, oh, yeah, right. It sends me to Yahoo. I don't like it. So um, this is more than muscle memory. You're making a choice. <laughs> I'm making a choice to actually go, and I'm like, and and trying other things. I don't like them um, as much. Google's done a great job, so I mean, the fact that they have a monopolistic sort of presence isn't really because they're being a monopoly per se. It's because they're doing a really good job. Now, this is in the area of direct search. They've got other practices that I think should come well under scrutiny. So don't get me wrong here and go, hey, I think Google's doing everything awesome. Um, but I, I think in, in counts like this, it's it's sort of they're. They're not able – it's like sending Al Capone to prison for tax evasion, right? You can't get them for the thing you're trying to get them for, so you're going to try and get them for this thing instead. Well, um, everyone's trying to build a better mousetrap, and Google, is, you know, as you said, has built currently the best mousetrap of all, right? Yeah. How about uh, the Yahoo-Microsoft uh, deal? That, that, that today was announced. Um, this breaking news, friends. Uh, Yahoo and Microsoft have renewed their search deal. Love it. That's what we know. That's, and here's one of the problems with reporting this, like, on the day that it's breaking. <laughs> I just told you what we know. <laughs> Come on, have you found any other details yet, Dave? I've been searching this uh, since um, about 11 this morning, 11 Eastern. I was searching to find more, more information on this, and there's not a lot out there. Well, there's not a lot of information on it, but there's a, I mean, we can, we can extrapolate from it some, some interesting things. I mean, we were all wondering what was going to happen with Yahoo Search. Right, I mean that's that's been a long-standing thing. Okay, we know that's not happening, at least not right now. Um, so really, I mean, what this tells us as as marketers is there's still only two, um, you know, two engines that, that we have to contend with. Um, as two far engines as, to effectively optimize optimize yeah. for, but you'll be seeing scenes of traffic from from three or more. From right? Three, it, well, exactly. Um, I personally love it for exactly that reason. I mean, I think if there's uh, uh, somebody to you know, uh, while I just went, hey, I you know, I, I get sucked into Yahoo on you know on on my phone by accident. Um, you know, I, I don't care for it. I do like seeing another option, of course. Um, to Google, and it's not that Bing is is a horrible, you know, set of results. It's it's pretty good. Maybe it's just that I don't know how to search on it as well, right? I mean, how, when was the last time you did a one or two keyword phrase search? We don't, right? Like, whereas sure. you know, everything involves like you know quotes and negatives and this and that. Even if we're just looking for normal everyday stuff, because we want to filter out the crap we don't want, and we know we we tended to put it there. People like us, so um, we we know what to to do to avoid it. Um, you know, so I, I think at least with the with the moves they're making that Bing's making moving forward, um, the market share they're you know they're actually doing pretty well on, on they're almost they're like around thirty percent. Yeah, at um, like, um, almost just under one third of every search is a Bing Yahoo search. Yeah, which is great. Um, I mean, you know, go back five years, go back six years. Remember when Bing was just launching and we were, you know, what did they, what did Microsoft have as MSN and then Bing like 8% or something? I'm going something by like that. Sure, here. Yahoo was, was, was like 12% at best. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're making great gains. I, I obviously love to see that. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm glad the deal's there. I think that it creates a, a stronger powerhouse. Um, and of course, with that strength, they can continue to evolve their, their algorithmic technologies. Um, and hopefully become something that I would be more prone to use more often. Yeah. I mean, now here's the thing. We, 
when they first made a deal back in like 2009, we knew a lot more about it. We knew how long the deal would last for. We knew what each company was committed to within the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew we could pretty much suss out why Yahoo and Microsoft were doing a deal together. We, we could see logical progression for them. This deal, on the other hand, um, they've amended their search partnership to improve the search experience um, create and create value going for and ongoing stability. But there's no time limits. We don't know how long the deal lasts for. Um, is this a 30-day extension, a one-year extension, a five-year extension? Renewing the partnership agreement on 30-day periods over the last year just to keep it together because they knew there'd be something that they could uh, merge. Right. But because again, back in uh, 2009, it was a five-year agreement which expired in 2014. But um, and we know that uh, uh, Melissa Mayer has not been happy with this agreement. What is what is it? How much? What's the revenue share? This is again. This is stuff that we knew before, but don't know now. And uh, I've still got a lot of questions about this. And most most importantly, it's longevity. I do. I. I mean, the same questions. And one of the things that I found interesting, and it was at uh, well over at Petri dot com. You know the link. Mm-hmm. Um, but to our friends, you can go over to Petri dot com, and, and there's an article on it. Um, was where it, it notes that. Yahoo now has, and this is in quotes, increased flexibility to enhance the search experience on any platform um, and that the partnership is non-exclusive for both desktop and mobile. So what that's – the way I'm interpreting this, and maybe I'm wrong, I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts here, is that you can do one and not the other. So you you can have mobile or desktop. You can pick one. You you could sort of be using them on one, but it doesn't have to be exclusive. So they can be pulling in other – um, search technologies is, is basically how I'm reading this. Um, and the increased flexibility to enhance a search experience, well, what exactly does that mean? Does that mean some sort of graphical formulation that they can adjust the way it looks? Or does it go further than that and go, actually, we can take what you're presenting us and then add to that with our own algorithm? So does Yahoo now have the power to go, okay, thanks, Bing, for that feed. Um, now we're well, going to adjust things a little bit. It's exactly what I'm thinking, which means – that we go from two to three, right? Right. Because with, you have with, the Bing, you have Bing augmented, which is what Yahoo is. So, what are the augmentations? And that's the thing. And is this really just a step? And this might be why we're not seeing timelines. Is this really just a step um, in their progress to okay? Let's start testing some of our filters in here. See if we can make Bing better. Put their uh, doctors to work on it, figuring out exact reverse engineering Bing. Um, with the, that direct access to uh, to their algorithm, put their own tweaks on it, see if they can make it better, and then just launch the thing themselves. Um, it'd be interesting to see. It would be okay. Um, it will be interesting, and I want to talk a lot more about. There's a, you know, with the sad reality, there's three or four other stories I really want to talk about, but we got to take a break. We're um, 20 minutes past the hour, and we have Melissa Falk waiting in the wings to come on the show, and uh, you know, given. Given the power Melissa has in the industry, now you don't want to keep her waiting. No. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from uh, Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology here on webmatchradio.fm, 16th of April, 2015. Stick around. We're coming back with Melissa Falk after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Do you want to optimize and grow your business? Then master your skills in conversion rate optimization. Sign up for Conversion Conference Las Vegas 2015, happening on May 12th through the 14th. It's Brasco from Webmaster Radio inviting you to the biggest and only conversion conference in the United States this year. Join your colleagues in the world's leading conversion experts, including Tim Ash, Amy Africa, Lance Loveday, Natalie Nahai, plus 40 of your favorite optimizers. Learn to create persuasive content, design landing pages that trigger your visitors to action, and convert blog readers into customers. Come to Conversion Conference, the conference that pays for itself in no time. 
WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get a $100 discount on their pass. Register early and get full access for only $897 when you use discount code WMFM. Simply register online at ConversionConference.com with the code WMFM. That's ConversionConference.com, code WMFM. Hurry, save your seat before they sell out. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. The Web Marketing Association presents Great Moments in Website History. 1994, Trey G browses with a high-speed 56K modem. 1997, Donnie W. discovers scrolling. 2006, Smudges the Cat becomes an animated GIF. What is your great moment in website history? The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. The call for entries has begun, and the deadline to enter is May 29th, 2015. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look but good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 16th of April, 2015. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, and, and the incomparable Melissa Falk, the new social community director from PubCon. Melissa, welcome to Webcology. Hi, thanks Jim, and hi Dave. Hello. It's, uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it's great having you here. I, I, got, I got to tell you, before the show, I was trying to write a quick bio for you. I was going to give this, you know, snazzy uh, two or three minute introduction. And Melissa, you've just done too much stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. It would have been a five or six minute. <laughs> it would have been a five or six minute introduction. So I'm gonna we're gonna have to suffice it with like blogger, author, editor, SEO, social media expert, social media manager, and now. Social Community Director for PubCon. That was announced this week. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very excited. What is it, so what does it mean to be the Social Community Director for PubCon? What, what, what do you do? What are you going to be doing? Well, to, well, to be completely honest, uh, I don't officially start till the 20th. <laughs> so we're, we're kicking around a lot of ideas. But um, Obviously, the different social channels I'm going to be maintaining and um, interacting more with the PubCon audience and reaching out to speakers. And we're going to be doing some things all year long instead of just the couple of months that we're around, you know, conferences. You have a panoply of toys to play with from like just thinking of the social media spectrum. Right. Right now. I mean, I I know you haven't... um, you know, worked anything out with with Brett and the team at PubCon, and you, you don't know exactly what direction your role is going to go in. But you know, gut call. What do you think the most significant social media channel is going to be? Well, I, I am a Twitter addict. I love Twitter the most, and uh, and I think that that's probably where I'm going to put a, a lot of focus. However, we're going to be doing some creative things as well. 
Uh, so I would be looking for some different things with Facebook and Instagram. You know, we're going to be doing some creative and fun stuff, you know. So, so how, do you, how, do you, how do you use all these technologies to promote, a, to promote this conference? Well, I think my whole feeling about PubCon is um, it's almost like returning to family when you go to the conference. Um, everybody loves everybody. It's like we're kind of like brothers and sisters picking on each other type of thing. <laughs> and so what I want to do is kind of use that, have that feeling all year long where you're, you're interacting with one another. You're able to see fun images, you know, from each other. Um, and just let everybody enjoy that PubCon feeling all year long, not just, you know, when we're having regional conferences or the main conferences, if that makes sense. Well, indeed, um, speak, speaking of regional conferences, Austin's coming up in, in uh, well, next week, isn't it? Monday. I will be there. Excellent. Yeah. So friends in Austin and the PubCon community, there's a happening in your town. Be there. Yeah, yeah you got to be there. We're going to have fun. Well, so... Yeah. What can we, the public, expect? Okay, okay here, here's, a, here, here's a great access test. PubCon Austin is happening uh, starting on Monday. How, um, how accessible will it be for folks like me who can't actually be there? Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, Welcome to Webcology, Melissa. <laughs> we're going to, clearly I'm going to be running social that day. Um, but we're not live streaming or anything at this point. Okay. Unfortunately, you kind of have to be there and and hanging with the the web cool kids. <laughs> well, indeed, but there'll be a lot of conversation. There'll be a lot of photographs. Twitter will be a light, no doubt. Oh man! When I ran, <laughs> when I ran a PubCon for 2013, I ran a social for PubCon from home, and you know, Brett told me, "Oh, it'll be like you know." Uh, seven or eight hour day. It was 12 hour days at a minimum. And I mean, there were so many tweets going by. Now, granted, that was Vegas. So I'm hoping Austin will be a little more tamed down. But uh, we do have some live bloggers and uh, live tweeting. And so there's gonna be a lot to see if you're paying attention. Um, uh, uh, newer SEOs mightn't be familiar with PubCon. Um, I mean, they've heard about it. It's probably this... Um you know, fabled gathering of, uh, of, uh, of, you know, just crazy people, you know, people having a whole bunch of fun at a great, con- but how will, um, I'm thinking about community building and again, bringing newer people into the fold. Um, what, what, where do you see the PubCon community going into the future? I mean, this is beyond forums. It is. And, I think what people like a lot of people have said to me, I don't know if I should go to PubCon. It it might be too advanced for me, or it might be, you know, over my head. And in Vegas, especially, there's 220 speakers. It, it, I mean, there's so many different tracks you can go to, so you can pick and choose 101 to more of an advanced level. Um, I. I think that everyone should give it a shot. The one thing I love about PubCon is I've never gone to one where I didn't make money. You know, <laughs> uh, networking on the side. And, and granted, I do my networking. I now now that I work for them, I don't think I'll be up till three o'clock in the morning every night. <laughs> but but <laughs> I I did spend my time staying up and networking and networking in the halls and hanging out in the expo hall. And if you there's so many people there, it's hard not to make money and to learn. You By know? the way, Brett, if you're listening, Melissa just gave you your next tagline: "Never gone without making money." Right. <laughs> I, and that's honest to God truth. I've never gone without making money. So I, I hear that. One of the reasons I, I, I loved the conf- love the conference circuit is if you do your networking and you meet the right people and you really put the effort into research what you're doing and to whom you're speaking, right. um, you're going to walk away successfully. Now that in mind, as a, as a uh, you know commu- uh, social community director, can you see how to help people? get over the cold feet of networking at the beginning and just get into it? Well, PubCon always has a uh, networking uh, before the conference on Monday night, kind of like a meet and greet type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody goes in and gets to know each other. I think, you know, you see some people who are kind of afraid to go up and talk to people. 
Um, because, you know, we watch people blog and, and write these books and we look up to them. But the truth is they put their pants on one leg at a time like everyone else. So uh, just go up and say hello, you know. Yeah. Um, one more thing. Speaking as, like, you know, one of those people. We're also <laughs> egotists and loved. <laughs> Come and say hi. I, we're, we're lushes too. Like if I was a drag, <laughs> I, I I will say the last time I went to Vegas, the only time I paid for a drink was when my husband and I went out alone, and I almost felt guilty, you know. <laughs> but uh, I didn't. It was the cheapest time I've I've spent in Vegas. <laughs> so, but but it is a, it's a great time and it's a good it's a i recommend everyone bring cameras and take pictures with everybody you can um and i think this community is pretty open as long as you act respectfully you know and you're not trashing people on twitter insulting people in blog posts um it isn't hard to connect with people and have life lifelong pals in this industry and uh, there's, there's there's no question that pubcon is well, you know how every conference has a characteristic, you know, a, a feeling of its own. And, you know, actually every individual iteration of any conference also has its, has its own uh, characteristics. But PubCon, is, as you said, Melissa, has always been the family event. Mm-hmm. Um, not the one, not that you want to bring your kids exactly, but, right. but we are a big search marketing family, you know. Um, right. And PubCon's a great feeling for that. It is. Um, I heard you say that you know you want people to take pictures and you know uh, bring cameras and uh, get out there and, and blog about it a lot, and I can't help but you know you're the social community director of PubCon. Mm-hmm. If you were you know if you were to have a sort of like instructional wish list for uh, people who are going to say bring cameras to events and do a lot of blogging, what would that be? How could people help you do your job and also? you know, help promote the spirit of the conference with their cameras and their, uh, their tablets or laptops? Well, my strategy is, and I've written about this, so I'm not really giving anything away for PubCon, but when people are actively tweeting their photos and their images and uh, how they felt about the event, I always create spreadsheets <laughs> with links to everything. Um, and provide it to the people I'm working for. Um, what I want to do with PubCon is use those in the future. You know what I mean? Like uh, give back to those people who are supporting us as well. But when I said, when I recommended it, I, I did so because I look back on my images from 2008. To, I mean, Jim, you and I were in SMX in 2008 uh, sure, in New York. In New yeah, York. that was fun. Yeah. Um, and I still look at those images and I'm like friends with almost everybody I took pictures with now. You know what I mean? And, and it means a lot to me to be able to look back and like pick on Todd Malicote because, <laughs> you know, uh, and say, look at you, you know, all these years ago. Um, but I think anybody who is taking pictures at a conference or blogging about a conference, the conference throwers deeply appreciate it and they actually – if they care, they pay attention to everything. But it's also, that's a good way for you to kind of get in and be well-known with the, the people that are throwing the conference as well. You know? While, while we're in this neighborhood, is there a certain responsibility people have when they're, you know, taking photographs and uh, 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 spreading word on the, on the internet about the happenings at a conference? I think it's always polite to say, are you cool with me sharing this online? I, I have not had anybody... Um, not to be okay, <laughs> but, but we are for sure, as we're taking pictures for PubCon, going to be asking everybody, you know, um, I think, you know, there could be that random person <laughs> who might not want it, but, uh, I haven't met anyone yet. As like you were saying, some, some people in the industry have a little bit of an ego, <laughs> And, uh, some, maybe. Some, and some love to see pictures of themselves out there. Um, Not nearly as big as mine, of course. Oh. <laughs> you don't have that big of an ego. <laughs> You're just a fun guy. Uh, but, I try. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, I 
part of our job, one thing I am going to be really implementing is the photography as much as possible. Um, and letting people who might be slightly hung over <laughs> by Wednesday morning in Vegas, they might have forgotten to bring their camera or they're tired or, you know, they're going to be able to come to our social networks and find all kinds of items to use. Well, and, and, and these items are actually memories. And um, what you were saying earlier about the, that uh, SMX in New York in uh, 2008, yeah, I look back at photos like that, I get a great feeling. And it also helps jog excitement, um, you know, loving the community that we work in. Right. And, you know, I actually met Todd Malicote the first time in New York. And I thought, like, this is Todd Malicote, like the coolest guy ever, you know. <laughs> Um, well, he is. He is. And, and all these years later, looking up to him as I did, he's kind of like my brother. Like I call him now and talk about problems or talk about fish, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and, I was going to say, now he's the guy who uh, takes your husband out fishing all the time. Right. Yeah. Boating. We talk about boat stuff. But who would have ever thought that someone I looked up to and read everything he wrote I would end up being that kind of friends with him. That came from a conference. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Uh, and I've, I've made, Todd's made me some money. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> it doesn't, it, it goes around. So I am a, I'm a big believer in conferences. Um, as long as you act respectfully and you're not snagging cards and spamming people later. And, you know, there's some, some etiquette there. <laughs> But overall, it's, it's good. One of the things that will happen, one of the things that will happen at this conference is the 2015 U.S. Search Awards. Yes. And um, I happened to notice that the list of judges was announced today. And Melissa, your name is on that list. It is. I was a judge last year and I'm a judge this year. That's kind of cool. So what does it mean to be a judge at the, at the uh, U.S. Search Awards? Does uh, like a Brinks truck come up to your house with a big locked box full of um, papers that you have to go through? Do you guys like have a secured server you go to? We do, but let me tell you. They... Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that's a persistent phone call that just won't okay. stop. Um, <laughs> it is an enormous amount of work. Like I had no idea. <laughs> no idea. Um, so much work, so much reading and uh, reviewing and data checking and then conversation with the other judges. I probably spent 15 hours last time judging the selection, the group that I had. So it's a, it's a lot more work than you would think. Well, it's uh, a, there's a, I mean, obviously, I have a zillion questions about the U.S. Search Awards, but most of them would be completely out of school, so I can't ask them right now. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you couldn't answer them, but I, I do have one. Okay. I noticed that Dwayne Forrester is um, he's also a judge. I noticed that, too. Does this threaten his tiara? <laughs> I think he can't win it two years in a row, so. So does that mean somebody else is likely to get the tiara? I would think most likely yes. It's, Friends, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but remember yeah. what Melissa said about bringing a camera. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited to be able to do something kind of work related with Dwayne instead of just picking on each other on back end. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's Dwayne. So again, how can you? It's just so much fun. He is. He's an amazing person. I love him. Well, it, for for people who who are like under a rock, um, Dwayne is the uh, head of um, uh, 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 what's well, he's senior product manager, webmaster outreach for Bing. I don't want to compare him with Matt Cutts, but he's he's the voice of Bing to the webmaster community, and and wonderful, helpful, like insanely generous with his time kind of guy. Yes. Who, what was it? What, what did he win last year? Search personality of the year or something? Yes. Yes. Which of course comes with a tiara. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what most people should know about Dwayne, I mean, go up and meet him and talk to him. He is perhaps, I mean, one of the most genuine people I've ever met. 
and extremely brilliant. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to sit there and listen to him just tell you ideas at the dinner table. You know, he's a brilliant man, but extremely kind at the same time. And if I remember correctly, I think that dude's a Canadian. Yeah, isn't he? He is, right? He is. Ah, he doesn't a say a national pride there. Um, <laughs> Melissa, you remember? Remember? Remember when we were setting up the show and I warned you we'd probably have to do this? Yeah. Can I get you to hang around for a few minutes? We got to sure. go to a commercial break. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, friends, we got Melissa. We got Melissa Fox on the line. <laughs> Melissa Fox on the line. And we got to take a break here. Um, you're listening to Webcology here on Webmaster Radio FM. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. It's the 16th of April, 2015. Stick around. We're closing up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point, click, and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point, click, and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the sixteenth uh, of April. The year is a quarter over. Like, wrap your head around that. Twenty fifteen is already one quarter over. This is Jim Ed from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and the social media uh, the social media director for PubCon, Melissa Fox. Um, listen, we're we're rounding things out. We have uh, about ten. We got about ten minutes left. Something I've been always interested in, in 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 you know watching your career is the trajectory of it. How you got from writer to where you are now in the industry, and I I don't think it was exactly on purpose, but it almost looks meticulous. Yes. Well done. Thank you. I I honestly have no idea. No idea what happened, <laughs> but uh, I did work hard for a long time with very little money. For very little money, I can say that, and then it blew up. So, yeah. why did you? Oh, uh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> what did, did, for listeners who can't see this? Uh, we have a chat window happening in Skype, and. Um, <laughs> Friends, we just got waylaid by Tim Ash and his Speedo. <laughs> just so, so you know. Great. Now that's all I'm going to see when I watch him keynote. Thanks. 
Um, which of course is um, this something about responsibility and social media. My head still hurts. <laughs> Ow! Where were we? Oh no! <laughs> Talking about careers or something. Uh, Indeed, you um <laughs> you were recently working with with uh, with the team over at Moz. Yes, I was as an associate. Yes. Now, was that part of what got you here? I think so. Um, I talked to Brett, and he liked the job I did in 2013. I think that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think that um, I've made it very abundantly clear that I love PubCon a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, clearly you want people working for you that love your product and service. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's part of it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know, Jim. I honestly have no idea why anyone even knows who I am or anything. I have no idea. Well, through uh, this is going to be an almost impossible question to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway, or to, to answer it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. Um, you've had a, again, you've had just a, a wonderful career. Yeah. Uh, at least from the outside looking in, it's looked like a, a wonderful career trajectory. What, um, of all the experiences you've had, what do you, what do you personally consider the most valuable? The one that, that just meant the most to you? Oh, geez. Uh, I will say that probably when I was trying to, uh, change things around at SEJ, when I took over as editor there and I got to know the community that we kind of it kind of built up a bit more when I was there. Mm-hmm. I think that meant the most to me because it was like my call at that time. SCJ had one person doing the work, and that was me. So I did the editing, I did the social, I did everything, and so I was extremely invested in that. Um, in in every job I take, I become personally invested, like in the in the brand and the people and the community. Um, you know, it means a lot. I, I totally enjoyed my time at Moz. I learned a lot there about managing a massive community of people um, and customer service over social media. Uh, so, but yeah, I. it's kind of hard to say. I mean, I've learned a lot along the way. I probably had the most fun managing PubCon Social in 2013. So, okay. Yeah. Um when you say you, you're putting everything into it, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Uh, it's almost like a, a mom-type feeling, like I care about everything, like everybody involved and how their well-being is, and I care about the reputation of the brand. You know, uh, I'm, I'm like a super hard worker, <laughs> and I care about everybody in the organization. So... I don't just like shut off at five o'clock and don't look back. I'm like a check it till I go to bed type of thing and make sure everything's running well. And, you know, I put so, my all into it. Now, getting, getting back to PubCon and this, this characteristic of yours, um, PubCon is a, three, is a three, four, five, or seven ring circus at any given time. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to delegate some of those responsibilities, get, you know, community managers working underneath you to at least take some of that off of off your shoulders and, um, you know, expand the network of sorts? I don't think at this point, no. I think now, you know that, <laughs> you know that my husband works with me, right? Yeah. So he's a graphic designer. He's going to do all the graphics and things for me um, and research that I need. So... That that takes that that amount off of me, which is nice. Uh, right on. So, um, but at this point, you know, we work as a team at PubCon. Everybody has different tasks, uh, but my my responsibility is going to be the social aspect. So, okay. And there's lots of work to be done and lots of things to do and. Uh, wait, you know, we're going to really hit it after the conference in Austin is over. So. For you, after for for Austin, I'm just looking forward to next week. Yeah. What's the success metric? A happy community. <laughs> <I'll> quantify that. <laughs> well, 
you you want people to walk away feeling like we provided everything they needed via social. Mm-hmm. You know, you want them to, if they have a question at six o'clock in the morning while they're taking a shower, they get an answer. You know, I mean, you, you want them to be well provided for and have everything they need to attend the conference and, you know, get to their airplane and anything we can do to help them. Uh, I mean, that's what we're there for. Because a positive conference experience means they go home and want to come back. Well, I know that you guys are working with, like, um, Internet Marketing Ninja's money, so can't you just bring the airplane to me? (laughs) (laughs) I have no knowledge on these things, Jim. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll have to talk to Boykin about that. But we we do need to have you in Vegas for sure. You know, everyone's – my agent keeps saying that. Damn. You're right. <laughs> well, Jim, if you're going, if you can get uh, get Boykin to fly the plane to Victoria after grabbing you and then going down, that'd be great. You'd like actually trust Boykin to fly a plane? Well, no, I figured he'd be a passenger too. Then I know it's going to land where it needs to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I trust Boykin to do a lot of stuff, but flying a plane, oh, man, I'm not getting in it. <laughs> yeah, but if you, it would be cool to see all of you in Vegas, even though I can't stay out as late as I used to. <laughs> Um, actually, sadly, and to all the people out there who remember me back from the day, neither can I. <laughs> it doesn't work that way anymore. <laughs> well, I think at some point you just don't feel the hangovers are worth it. <laughs> hey, I discovered Fireball the last time I was in Vegas. <laughs> oh, good Lord. That hangover is not worth it. Just telling you right now. <laughs> I am going to be at PubCon in Vegas. As a matter of fact, we're going to be try- I'm going to try to take Webcology to PubCon in Vegas. I wanted nice. to be a live broadcast from, uh, from PubCon. No guarantee we're going to actually be able to pull that off, but I'm going to try. Okay. Um, Melissa, I really look forward to seeing you in, uh, in, in Las Vegas at PubCon. And um, anyone, again, who's in Austin or Houston um, or anywhere thereabouts, get to Austin next week. PubCon is happening in, in Austin, and even if you haven't registered for the entire conference, can, can one get a social pass still? Uh, I think there's a networking pass. I honestly don't know for sure, but I, I think there is, and I will take your picture, so come. Come to yeah. Austin. <laughs> Obviously worth um, 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 at least getting a networking pass if you haven't gotten a conference pass at this point, because the uh, – Check the, I mean, check popcorn.com just to be, to be absolutely sure you can do it. If you can, Melissa will take your picture, and you're going to have a, a great time in, in, inside the conference. With geeks. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really hard to look at messages from, studi- from the studio. We're probably almost out of time, but every time I go to look at the studio's messages, I see this picture of Tim Ash and his, you know? <laughs> Dave, what? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> And there we go. There we are. Uh, Thank you, Jim and Dave. Thank Thank you you so so much much, for spending the time with us uh, here on Webcology. Friends, that was Melissa Falk, Social Director of of PubCon. On behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 16th of, of April 2015. Stick around. Amazing content coming up on webmasterradio.fm. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.